what if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you are truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we will explore topics from magic to practical step-by-step -step processes and everything in between. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too ridiculous or weird in the quest to live life as grand as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer are the embodiment of Opposites Attract. Collectively, they're the summation of Megan's big vision coupled with Suzanne's knack of her details. Partnered in love and in business for the last five years, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Woohoo! Hello, everybody, and welcome to Life, Love, I Said It Backwards, and All Things Weird, and... <laughs> <laughs> this, I am your host, Megan, and my lovely lady, Suzanne, co-host, and our very special guest today, Corey Michelle. Woo-woo! Right uh -oh. on, ladies. How much fun can we have today? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to test it. I'm, I really want to <laughs> see what's possible today in the on the fun meter. <laughs> You know, it's so funny because I just had this little tiny whisper come through and say, well, gosh, we better tell them that they're going to learn something, too. And then I just ha I just caught that. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like what? How do we do that? Right. It's like in my world, play is the deepest learning that's available and possible. And when we play like um, amazing shifts and expansion can happen without us hardly even knowing it. And so I just noticed that, like, there's that little thing that says, oh, but make sure to tell them that they're going to actually have value today, too. <laughs> so I just, I just wanted to out that. Silly girl. I know. That's ridiculous. There's, there's no value today. It's just fun, and there's no, no value in fun. Not you only have to whatsoever. work hard and give them, give them a list of things to do to make their life happier. There's no fun in that. <laughs> I'm going to start writing my to-do list for everybody. So at some point in the show, I'll let everybody know that the serious actions they must take to create a happy life. <laughs> Does that feel heavy or totally. you... <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I mean, that's so right, though. Like, I remember, like, years ago, people, you know, I was studying spirituality stuff and and, you know, life development, you know, personal growth sort of things. And it would be like, here's this list, and this is what you have to do every day to be happy, and you have to meditate. And you have to meditate for at least an hour a day. And I was like, you want to try to keep my mind quiet for, like, 30 seconds? Like, you, yeah, if you can do that, props to you. But I, <laughs> I couldn't do that. Like, and so all the, like, things that people would say to do, I couldn't do any of them. Uh -huh. Right. It was like, make sure you get quiet and you make a list of things you're grateful for. And, and I was just like, I could never remember to do any of them. And then I could definitely not meditate because my brain is, I have monkey mind from like hell going, running through my, my brain all the time. <laughs> so, the laundry list of here's how you be happy never worked for me. <laughs> well, and then doesn't it 
might bring up like, oh, I failed it. I failed at consciousness or like, I failed. <laughs> like, oh, I can't meditate. I like, I don't remember to do my five things. It's like so much of what it, I think is sort of even out there in personal development is this sort of linear list approach, right? Well, you, it's all, well, it's almost like the religion I grew up in, right? It's like, here's your things you do and then you'll go to heaven and you'll be happy. And it's like, I never saw that really working for anybody, which is like why I left at 15. Like, <laughs> I didn't see a lot of happy people. And so, but then I think I, I traded that out for um, those, another list, right? It's like, and I, I don't know how many years I beat myself up for not meditating and not being able to meditate. I must be broken. Oh, it's just because I'm not disciplined enough, right? And like, and then then and then all the crazy diet stuff comes in, right? It's like, well, you've got to stop eating gluten. That's why you're not happy, you know. <laughs> so like, what what what? How we do it, Corey? How do we like? If meditating makes you happy, please don't hear that we're saying that that's wrong. It just didn't work for us. So, what would you say, Corey? Has been like them some of the things that helped you really like choose happiness and choose something better and greater for your life than a prescription mm -hmm. yeah well since prescriptions don't work for me either um i really had to look outside of the box and look at like what was like what really was it that i would like to have and what was really mine right because i grew up <clears throat> i didn't grow up with religion but everybody around me was doing some sort of religion or some sort of spirituality limitation and, you know, con some sort of construct, right? And then both of my parents were depressed. So I grew up with a lot of anger, yelling, screaming. Everybody's always unhappy with something, right? And I was always, like, sitting there at, like, 12 years old going, do you guys not see that there's something else possible, and I would watch the energy that my mom would throw at my dad and my dad would throw at my mom and like my dad would just check out and my mom would just get more and more frustrated. And then they were yelling about things like, you know, who left the socks on the floor, right? And I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like I could see the insanity at like 12 years old and I was, and I was a very angry, grumpy teenager who wanted to kill myself often um, who didn't have the guts to <laughs> as a teenager. Right? And um and in and even in my twenties I was there was always this like underlying and but underneath that there was this joy and this happiness that would pop up every now and then. Right? And when I started using the access consciousness tools, I started going, Well wait a second. What if all that anger and all that that frustration and the the always looking for something to be wrong what if that's actually not even my point of view and i started going oh my gosh those are my parents points of view holy cow what's really mine and i started to go what i would really like in my life is happiness i would like to be happier than anyone that i know i would love to have more joy than i could ever imagine and so when that started to pop through in my world and that, I, that it started to become a reality, I was like, well, wait a second. Well, what, what could I choose every day that gets me into that state of joy? Now, that's something I could do every day, right? Mm -hmm. That started to become my practice of like, what can I choose every day that's going to ignite that energy of joy in my life?
Well, and what I love about that, and I think Megan and I experience this all the time because we've been doing so much traveling, and you you really watch people like in airports and in, you know, restaurants and kind of walking down the street. And there are a lot of unhappy people, you know, that are just like walking <laughs> around that are totally like in robot form. And, you know, we will be laughing, we'll go into an elevator and be talking and laughing and everybody's super quiet and somber. And it's such a weird thing to like look around and be like, wow, you know, we are so happy and that is really making everybody uncomfortable right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's like, like, exactly, because when we pick this topic, like happiness, the forbidden fruit. Yeah. It is a disruption. So if you're grumpy and somebody else comes in and they're happy, it is not really all that fun sometimes to go, wait a second, how come that person is happy? To maintain the unhappiness takes a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But people do it, man. They're committed to it. It is funny. They are. <laughs> this is totally money. Well, it is money for a lot of different industries, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and Megan loves to play with bull, especially people who are grumpy. Like she'll kind of like uh, pick at them, like, you know, to try to get them to crack a smile or to change their mind. She does it with uh, my youngest, Madeline, who's 14, because all teenagers have to be really grumpy, like kind of like an I don't care attitude, right? That's It's not cool to be super excited about your life at 14, apparently. Um, and so... <laughs> So Megan will like um kind of just you know like push her and 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 try I'll to get rid- her to laugh and smile. Mhm. I'll be ridiculous. I think I feel like it's a success where I get her to uh roll her eyes at me and like she's got this little smile cracking on the side of her lip, you know, and I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> like a, a little moment of change, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I think I've always been the happiness right in a, in a place, in places and spaces where depression was the norm. And um, so, yeah. And and but I do notice even in my own life how sometimes like, um, how do I explain this? It's like okay, yeah. I'm like because I really believe that if if you essentially don't have a commitment to happiness that your turnaround time or being willing to go, okay, this is a bad moment. What what can I do different? How can I choose like something different right now? Like it, it really begins with saying, hey, like I want to know how fucking happy I can be. Pardon the French, you know, and like really like explore that. Like, come on guys. Like we've been exploring how much torture can I endure for like 3000 years on this planet. Let's give happiness a try. Like we've learned, we've learned some things. That's awesome. Now, like, how about a new experiment called how freaking happy can we be? Right. And for my own life, I realized that there's that, that, that's an infinite choice. Oh my gosh. And it's kind of cool that it's an infinite choice because I keep finding these places where I'm doing a settling move or like, okay, well, gosh, you know, you went out twice this week. You probably should, like, you know, buckle down and get some shit done and not go play again. And I was like, there's this there's this whole thing for me about that there's always more, and I keep getting introduced to another layer or level of happiness that I might be able to choose in any particular moment. 
And so it's like people go, well, yeah, I made a choice to be happy. And I'm like, okay, they're not that happy. And I'm like, well, how long ago did you make that choice? Well, 10 years ago, Well, when's the last time you made that choice? I think it's like a moment to moment choice. Um, and like mm-hmm. what else is available and what, and I love that, how to get better than that in access, because that is such a doorway to another level to just a little bit. What's, what's the more. Mm-hmm. You know, I love, you know, one of the things I started doing, so when I, so I started doing the access classes and um, using the tools about five years ago, and I was in so much conclusion about life, about being right. Like I was the queen of, I knew everything. And my problem, my biggest struggle and problem was that I didn't know was that I was very aware. I was taking on everybody else's stuff, but I didn't know how aware I was. And I didn't know how much other people's stuff I thought was mine, but wasn't mine. So one of the things that I started doing immediately was I started asking, how does it get better than this? And what else is possible? And not just like one time a day, but like 500 times a day. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually not kidding about that because I knew for me, I was about to check out because I was like, if I have to struggle with money, because <clears throat> I was $150,000 in debt. So it's funny when people say, oh, I've got $6,000 in debt. I'm so wrong. I'm like, ha, <laughs> 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 that's, that's that's nothing <laughs> compared to the $150,000 that seems like you're never going to be able to pay it off, right? You're, you can't get out of $150,000. $6,000, easy peasy. Um, but <clears throat> the like where I was with money, it was mostly money for me. And I was like, if I have to go, it's like early 30s, if I have to live another 50 to 60 potential years, struggling with money, I'm going to check out now. So universe, give me something else. And when I started asking, I started getting my bars run, the bars oh my, just created so much space and more magic started showing up in my life. Well, guess what? When there's more space, there's more space for the lighter energies of happiness as well. And when there's more space in your world, there's um, this magic that starts happening. And when your life starts becoming magical, it's very hard to be grumpy or depressed when there's magic all around you and you're acknowledging it. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, this is really fun. Life gets really fun if you're willing to have that space of magic. And, and the magic, what I'm not, I'm not talking about sorcery or anything like that, right? I'm talking about the, the space in which things show up for you with ease, like ask and receive. Like I asked, I remember one of the first things that I asked for was, I was like, oh, well, what would it take for somebody to take me out to sushi tonight? And then two hours later, somebody called and said, hey, you want to go to dinner? I was like, yeah, how about sushi? He's like, great. So we went to sushi and he paid and I was broke, right? So sushi wasn't something I would normally choose, but I really wanted it. So I was like, wow, wait a second. When you're upset and depressed and grumpy or whatever, you're not open to the possibilities that are available. And those possibilities are always available but when you're when you're focused on wrongness and depression and unhappiness then you'll never see them because they don't match your point of view right but when you like start letting that stuff go and opening up your space and like you said Megan having a commitment to happiness then all of a sudden the universe starts showing you those possibilities so it's just like a a one degree tweak in your universe and then all of a sudden new things start showing up Um, 
But when I started, it was literally, how does it get better than this and what else is possible? Asking it from a true question, like, wait a second, here's what's showing up right now, right? And what else is possible? How does it get better than this? Oops, I just got a flat tire. I did ask, I got a flat tire on the highway. I pulled over and I was like, oh man, I do not want to change this this tire. I was like, huh, I wonder what else is possible. How does it get better? I was like trying on my new tools, right? And all of a sudden, like, it seemed like no time had passed and there's this hot guy drives up and he's like, hey, ma'am, can I help you? And I was like, yeah, I got a flat tire. I would love some help. I was like, I don't know what to do. And he goes, and I, I actually do know how to change a flat tire, but I just didn't want to. And he goes, oh, I can totally help you with that. So he takes off his shirt and he starts changing the tire. And within, you know, five or ten minutes or whatever, I'm off and on my way. And I'm sitting there going, wow, if I was going to get mad and upset and depressed, I never would have asked a question. And that guy may have been like, I'm not helping that angry lady. I know. <laughs> possibly just drove, drove, driven right by, right? And so it's like when you open up to that question, like if you're feeling like a, so if you're having a bad day, right, or you wake up grumpy, like, okay, how 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 does it actually get better than this? Mm-hmm. Right? Like what else is actually possible here? Universe, show me a different possibility. So well, I use that I, one yeah, often. I love that. And like yesterday, I'd have to say was a challenging day, which I don't really have too many of those. Um, but yesterday was it because I was doing taxes. I had like committed the whole day to a lot of like uh, numbers and accounting and taxes, and it was really intense. And my computer was having all kinds of problems. And um, and then I'm taking my daughter to get her hair cut, and um, and she the hairdresser says that she has lice. And I'm like, oh, great. You know, like, this is awesome on my day that I'm supposed to be, you know, to be dedicating to getting stuff done. And I have computer problems. I have taxes and lice. You know what I mean? Like, wow, <laughs> how does it get better than that? Right. So I, 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 I'm like kind of uh, venting about it. Right. And just like uh, actually just really exaggerating it like really really and you know it made it so much lighter because it's not like I was trying to kind of do the spiritual override trying to be happy I was just like okay you know like what am I going to do with this um so it ended up being super uh like funny you know so then Megan and I I'm like I'm having a tax and lies kind of day you know uh, <laughs> You know, like, how does it get better? You know, so like last night, you know, my headphones stopped working and I get to go to Smith's at like 11 o'clock at night. And I'm like, well, how does it get better than this? You know, I'm in Smith's with nobody else, you know, going through trying to find a headphone that will work for our radio show today. You know, so it's not like, you know, that at, at this point in my life that shit doesn't happen. It does. And, you know, for a moment, it's just like, really, this right now? Um, but for me, if I can if I can get the frustration and energy out in the moment and just vent about it for a second, and then if I can uh, make it funny and, like, laugh at myself in the situation, um, and then I really do use the how does it get better than this or what else is possible, um, 
you know, tool a lot. So that for me is kind of a, a way for me to alleviate some of those, uh, you know, those lemons, you know, that get thrown our way. So taxes and lice. Remember that, guys. <laughs> They're uh, oh having gosh. quite a conversation in the, in the chat room about your taxes and lice. Honey. <laughs> taxes yes. and lice. <laughs> Which, uh, by the way, you if you aren't in our chat room, you're missing out. So go to a to zen fm and uh, click on the chat room. It's a red bar and come into the back uh, because we have a ton of people here having an awesome time. So and if you have questions, it's the easiest way to get your questions answered. Um, so come on over. Mm, beautiful. So I was wondering, there's a couple of questions uh, going on in the chat room. One ha uh, where he asked the question, like, what happens if your partner isn't happy and you're happy and how do you play with that? And there's been some great uh, offerings in the chat room, but I'd like to know you girls perspective. Like I, um, our producer said being an allowance, I said, you know, ask how can I, how, how much more fun could I have with this grumpy? Like, do you guys have any other suggestions of when you really are choosing happiness, but you know, there's people in your space that aren't choosing it. And how do you, how do you continue to choose your happiness when someone's not choosing that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would, it, it can be a little bit tricky in the sense if you buy into their, their grumpy or their unhappy as real, Right now, it's real for them in the moment because they're choosing it. But if it's if you buy it like, mm. um, you know, this is the only possibility for them, and now I have to match whatever they're being, then it's like you're you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> like I know, like, like my guy is mostly happy, right? And mostly, and then sometimes he gets in a little bit of a funk and he has had a you know a hard time. Um, a number of times over the last year, and so there's been times where I'm, I'll be like, okay, well, if 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 you want to be in a funk, okay, great, and being an allowance of it, and then just I go choose something else that I'd like to choose. Like I I started off like thinking that I was responsible for changing him. Like, well, if I'm happy and he's not, then it's my job, right? <laughs> I'm the happiness police, and if you're not happy, I'm gonna make you happy. Um, which, you know, doesn't really work all that well, um, trying to force somebody to be happy. They just resist you usually. Um, but really just giving space for him to do what and be whatever he's choosing for however long and just really choosing for me. And if he's – like there was one night where we ended up going to dinner and he was in a total funk. And I got done and I was like, listen, here's the deal. I'm actually not going to go to dinner with you if you're going to be grumpy because I'd actually rather – I'd, I'd rather do other things than be around you when you're being like this. You're totally welcome to be like this at any time. I just might not choose to be around you. And in that moment that I said it, he was like, he got like the impact of his grumpiness on me. Right? Because a lot of times when you're unhappy, you, you don't, you just, you're just in it for yourself. Right? <laughs> mm -hmm. You don't really realize the impact on other people. And when those, when, when you actually care about the other people around you, and you're like, oh, my God, by me being grumpy, it's actually creating grump like something over there. They might actually choose to shift it, and they might not. And so um, when I'm just an allowance of him and then really choosing for me, like I might choose to, you know, 
go take a walk or I might choose to read a book or get on the computer or, or do some work or who knows, go to the grocery store and cook dinner, whatever it is, just giving me the choice of like, what can I choose right now? And I'm not mm-hmm. responsible for him. Mm-hmm. And what can I choose right now? And that mm-hmm. gave me so much space because we also have um, like, you know, being late thirties, single, choosing not to have children in my life. All of a sudden I'm, I'm dating, you know, Brian and, we have his two small children around every single weekend. And that a lot of times wasn't really what I wanted to choose. And I was just getting like feeling really contracted about it. But when I was like, wait a second, what else could I choose here? And I love that question of like, okay, there's some heaviness here. I'm starting Mm -hmm. to not really enjoy what I'm doing right now or who I'm being right now. And what else could I choose here? And one of the agreements that um, I came up with, for him and I, was that I'm not obligated to do anything with them on the weekends. Now, a lot of times I choose it, but now I'm choosing from the space of, yeah, I'd really like to, not because I feel like I have to, Mm -hmm. right? And once we came up with that agreement, everything got a lot easier, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because if I didn't really feel like being around them on the weekends, like the kids or whatever, I really needed some space for me or I needed to, you know, go get a wax or something. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Bye. You know, and really created that space where I could truly be in in a hundred percent choice. For well, me. and I I love that so much because it speaks to this. Um, there's a reservoir of unhappiness when you live from a place of should. You know, like I I mm-hmm. I should want to hang out with his kids because that would be the good whatever thing to do, right? And then it creates unhappiness. It creates resentment. It creates a place where you're doing either or, where, you know, okay, I'm going to choose, you know, being with the family and the kids over my own well-being. And anytime you're you're living in an either or, it creates unhappiness. So so I love that you recognize that and you're like, hey, I want to talk about this and I want to create a new agreement around this because I'm really realizing that I've been living in this land of should, you know, I've been living in this place of like, I, it's a requirement or I have to show up this way when it's really not an authentic choice, you know? So I think for a lot of people that's a, a really big source of unhappiness is when they're doing things that they don't want to do, period, you know? Well, to me, that is like if I, as I'm thinking about my uh, to-do list for happiness, it, what came to me is what's the to-do list for unhappiness, right? And should and have to are at the top of that list. Like anytime you put should <laughs> and have to in front of anything, boom, done with fun. We're, it's, we're over it, right? And and like, especially for me, like like even shit I like, okay, Megan, you have to have a glass of wine. Screw you! you know, like, like go, like, even things that I love. I used to do this exercise in the life skills classes that I used to teach. It, it basically I had people imagine. Okay, okay, um, it's tomorrow morning and your alarm goes off and go. Oh gosh, I should get up. And like throughout the day, and you guys can maybe imagine this right now, right? I should do this. I should do this. I should do this. Oh, I should take a shower. And just notice the, the increase of heavy throughout the day and, you know, notice how that is. And then I had them imagine the exact same day with every moment being choice. 
right? I choose to get up. I choose to step in the shower. I choose, right? And I think, you know, back to one of the, the premier access tools about if it's light, it's true. If it's heavy, it's a lie, right? And so what, I, what I've learned from that is that every have to is a lie because every have to mm-hmm. feels heavy. Every should feels heavy. So that question that you asked, Corey, of like, you know, what else can I choose here? actually puts you into that creation, stepping into creation over reaction. That's the other thing. Anything you're shooting and have toing about, you're in reaction, not creation. And to me, as soon as I take whatever's happening and I choose to create, I shift the energy. I, I up level the energy to something that feels more like space and happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and after I, we oh go ahead, Corey. Oh no, go ahead. I was I was totally going to send us to break because after break I would love to talk about how creation you kind of touched on it Megan, but how creation really is a key to happiness and a key to long-term happiness. So, let's take a break and come back and talk about that. Most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career, where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or? Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word. And. Simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us 
at a2zen.fm. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to suzannepstoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Love, Life, and All Things Weird with Megan, Suzanne, and Corey. We are talking about happiness. And right before the break, we were talking about how to, uh, when we're in reaction of any kind, how that's a recipe for not happy. And as soon as we begin to turn anything into creation, we get an up level. We move into a happier state of being. So we've been talking about um, tools, tools for that, how, questions. That's one of our favorite tools is, you know, things like what else is possible? What else could I create here? What else could I choose here? How does it get better than this? Um, uh, Suzanne's been talking about how sometimes you just sometimes have to let off some steam and go, blah. Like we, the, there's something in the chat room about sending um, when kids are having tantrums, like, okay, you can be as, as, as upset as you want, like, in your room kind of a thing. You can have as big a tantrum as you want in your room. I actually think that's a really good idea for adults too. <laughs> like, <laughs> I really do. Cause like some, you know, like you're like such a big energy girl, right? Lots of feelings. You're very passionate. And I think sometimes for you really to begin to shift the energy so that you can ask questions. So you can move into creation. I think for you, sometimes it is about having a little temper tantrum. Yeah, it really is. It's just that, you know, like five or seven or ten years ago, it lasted like two weeks or a month, you know, my temper tantrum. And now it lasts for about <laughs> ten minutes. So, you know, it, it's still the same thing. It's just I'm like shifting so much faster. And how does it get better than that, right? Like my life is so much more amazing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, hun, that I'm very much appreciating your quicker turnaround. Yeah. Well, yours really too. Am. Yours yeah. too. I mean, when I first knew you, you would kind of wake up all sad and depressed. And you, I mean, the very, you could even talk until you'd had coffee. And then even then it took you a few hours to kind of get into, you know, the happiness and joy that I think is your state of being like, and I think it's all of our baseline state of being is joy and happiness and essence and love and gratitude that's our our essence state of being so how much energy does it take to walk around totally numbed out grumpy irritated upset unhappy it takes a a boatload of energy so you know i love that you're shifting so much faster and really realizing that a lot of that energy is collective energy that you've taken on that doesn't even belong to you, you know? So I think we've both changed a lot with regards to that. Mm -hmm. And Corey you touched on this earlier, but the, the tool from access called, who does this belong to? Um, I think because we do live in a society that is mostly not happy. And those of us who are sort of energy beings or as access would call them humanoids is like, we tend to, pick up or kind of these big ass receivers and a lot of what we dips in our day and things like that are oftentimes, you know, the person across the hall that we're feeling. And so how do you, um, how do you like remember to, to ask that question? Is it just like practice, practice, practice? 
Are you asking me or Corey? Corey. It's, yes. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It's For me, it's just been practice. And I think that you're accurate in the saying that it's like the, the core energy is joy. Gary Douglas, the founder of Access, said something one time, and it just, I could see layers of how how true this was in so many different areas but he said heaviness the reason heaviness is a lie so the whole access concept of the truth will make you feel light heaviness is a lie or the truth will make you feel expanded um, the lies will make you feel contracted and the heaviness or the contracted feeling is because it's and the reason it's a lie is because a lie is a is a creation it's an invention right to say oh i'm a terrible person right is a lie and to create a lie you create an atomic weight that construct includes an atomic weight and that atomic weight you can actually feel as heaviness or contraction so if we didn't have any limitations or any lies and we were truly being our infinite being then where what is is this lightness this spaciousness and that's where joy and happiness are right and so when you're in your joy there's less limitation when you're happy when you're happy there's less limitation right and the the more and more and more you have of that energy the less of the density the heaviness or the atomic weight the lies the limitations that you're even entertaining in your world Right, and so when he said that, I was like, "Oh my gosh, the atomic weight actually has weight, which creates the heaviness." And that's where people just people a lot of times will go into like, "Heavy is dark." Well, no, it's just like you have ten pounds of bananas or one banana. Right, <laughs> either one of the bananas is bad. You just have more that you're carrying around. Just Would you say, like to get rid of some of those bananas. Yeah, just say banana like five times and see how grumpy you can be after that. <laughs> banana, banana. Yeah, get banana, you banana, out banana. of thinking about all the crap. Right, exactly. Exactly. I just had this funny thought that what if when we were talking about our problems, you know, it's like, oh, and I can't believe my husband, blah, blah, blah. It was, I can't believe my bananas did this and my bananas did that. My bananas are just really bugging me right now. Like, because it, 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 the weight, like, like kind of what I took from that story is that like anytime there's weight, there's heaviness, there's a lie involved. There's some kind of a creation that is not true. And so by God, you know, if I'm going to create something like, let's do something interesting, right? It's like, let's call our lies bananas or whatever and see what we can do to, to change the energy because that's also a creation, choosing it to call, call it something different. I had a, a mentor, Gay Hendricks, a few years ago who he was facilitating a girl who was in this furious bulimia issue. And like, I've just had so many years of throwing up and being horrible to my body. And he's like, oh, you, it's okay for you to go on and talk about that. But I, you know, cause you know, I'd like to hear it and everything. But um, every time from now on, when you say bulimia, will you say bananaemia? And like <laughs> through the whole conversation, she like, she literally lifted herself out of the seriousness and the heaviness of her problem just by shifting that word. 
Yeah, I mean, I love this in the chat room. Everybody's going bananas in the chat room, by the way. <laughs> but um, yeah, like Gypsy Jen says that significance feels heavy, right? And so, you know, everybody has things that are that we make so significant in our life, and it really just drags everybody down in the room you know, when you make something so significant. So I love that example, Megan, because the bulimia, you know, lots of people would agree that, oh, this is a problem, right? This is very mm -hmm. serious. Mm -hmm. um, but he made it less significant. Um, and that's what helped her get out of it, you know? Yeah. Oh, I also so love clearing statement that Corey has in the chat room. Let's share that. So, what energy, space, and consciousness can I be to be the dominant energy of joy everywhere I go? And everything mm -hmm. that doesn't allow for that, let's uncreate and destroy it. Yeah. You know what's interesting? Like, one of the things that I, lear I learned to do was, you know, ask these energy, space, and consciousness questions. And, and I realized they they started working and the first time I really knew they were working because I, my energy would shift, but like I really had evidence that they were working was I went to a networking event. And if you guys have ever been to a networking event, sometimes they're just miserable, right? <laughs> because nobody wants to be there. Everybody's trying to sell people everything, right? And everybody has to put on their I'm professional and I'm an expert face, right? And it's just really not that fun sometimes. And I went into this networking and before I went in, I was like, oh, I'm so happy. This is great. And then like the minute I walked through the door, I was like, oh, my God, I'm insecure and I'm too fat and I'm not pretty enough. And da -da 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 -da. all this stuff went in my head. And I was like, oh, my God, who is this? Before I walked in the room, I was happy. Mm. And then I walk in and I'm not happy. Mm -hmm. No, that is not mine. Who does it belong to? Return all of it to sender. And then I stopped and I asked a question. I said, what energy, space, and consciousness can I be to be the one in the room everybody wants to know? And I was like, oh, I'm happy again. Okay, good. And so I literally had three people in that event come up to me and say, I had to come and meet you. You were the one person I wanted to make sure I met. And I was like, whoa. Like, mm -hmm. I have that much like control, so to speak, in my energy that I can ask for something and then people are actually, the words that I said in my head are coming out of other people's mouth. I was like, wait, okay, wait a second. And then I started just working with the energy of, well, you know what? You know how you walk in a room and everybody's grumpy and you're just like, oh, I don't want to be here anymore. It's negative energy. That's what I used to say was, those people just have negative energy, so I'm not going to hang out with them. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and no so judgment there I, I was like yeah i was like wow how much of a judgmental cow am i oh because you know you feel the energy and it's heavy and you just don't want to be around it because you're aware of it but when you judge it then that takes you down a whole other path but what i started doing is saying instead of avoiding the negative energy and judging it i was like wait a second so what dominant energy space and consciousness can i be to, to totally create this as, as light, to, to, um, like to permeate happiness. So now when I go into situations that could potentially you know, be heavy, instead of running away or judging it, it's like, wait a second, so what if I'm the dominant energy and the heaviness isn't the dominant energy? 
It's like yeah. what contribution can you actually be to change the energy? Mm-hmm. And be well, as powerful as you are. You know what I mean? We are, we are so powerful. And I would say that happiness and joy is so much more powerful than than mm-hmm. heaviness and negativity because it's true, you know, and the truth yeah. is always so much more powerful. So how much, how we make ourselves so small in those types of situations and how could we be a contribution? How could we actually change that um, for mm-hmm. everybody, for us and them, if we weren't so afraid of the almighty negative emotion? <laughs> Well, exactly. And I think that like where I had come from, which is all this spiritual work we had done is like, oh, the negative energy and you've got to get rid of toxic energy and toxic people. And there's just like you said before, a ton of judgment on all of that. But if you're like, hey, listen, if I'm choosing happiness or joy as my dominant energy, and what if I can permeate all of the energy around me such that people actually get happier when they're around me? Why wouldn't I choose that? That sounds like fun to me. And not to be the police, like, like, like I got to mm-hmm. change this person, I got to make this person happy, but just being an energy that's an invitation for people to be more of who they truly be. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is that people feel good around me, right? They feel like them around me. They want to be around me more, which helps in my business, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it helps in my relationship. It helps with the kids that are around. It helps with everything. And I get to be me without trying to force anybody into anything, without judging people who are choosing something different. It's literally like the invitation to possibility. Mm-hmm. Which I is love that. creation. You know what I mean? That's what I'm loving about this conversation is that is the power of creation. You're changing mm-hmm. from reaction to creation and saying how much more creativity can I infuse into this and how much, uh, how creative can I be and what kind of effect could that creativity have on me and the planet, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, as soon as we ask this exactly. question, we go, we go into creation, right? And so, and, and I like what you said about the question as an invitation as opposed to a potential imposition or a, trying to change the thing, right? If you try to, if you ask a question expecting that your husband is going to show up happy, <laughs> that, that's probably not going to work so good. So when we mm-hmm. ask questions, I think it's really important to really be that invitation. It's like in that open space of, I don't know what else is possible, but this is what I choose to do with my energy. And like, does anybody want to play? And they'll either choose that or they won't. But the one thing we have control over is our energy, right? It's like, like you know, we don't it, we don't get to control whether it rains today or whatever. But what we do get to be with is our energy. And I was, um, I created this handout of like a an energy shower bath every day for this group that I'm teaching. And I was like, yeah, it's like we get up every day, we brush our teeth, whatever. But the one thing that people actually hardly pay any attention to is their energy. And and creating states of energy that actually invite different things in their life and world, because that's the one thing that can change anything and everything, but not out of a force, but out of an invitation, which um, and you are an invitation, Corey. Like, I, I think I, I shared on Facebook that I was getting high just being behind you at the training. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> oh, thank you for that. <laughs> I was surfing the wave. Yeah. Well, you know, 
Oh, you know, well, and that's like, like I choose every day to ask a couple of energy, space, and consciousness questions. And one of them is, what energy, space, and consciousness can I be to be the contribution I truly be? And what's really cool about contribution is that it's it's a gift and receive at the same time. So I'm never left out of the equation. And then ways um, that I that, that will show up naturally of me contributing and receiving at the same time. So it's gift and receive, right? So it's like whether it's energy or I'm being the space that I truly be. And I know when I'm not being that, I get it. Like if I was not being that in the class, you guys would have been like, I got to stay away from that chick. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's really just a choice because some people like put it like, oh, Corey is this particular way, or Megan and, and Suzanne are are they're just happy all the time, and it's it's something specific. And well, yeah, we are yummy and juicy and happy and awesome, but so are you if you want to choose it, mm-hmm. and it's because we're choosing it because I can literally be the biggest jerk, and I can put my prickly porcupine outfit on. And you will not want to be around me. And I usually do that when I go to the grocery store, right? So the people outside that want me to sign some petition and, and you know, everybody in the grocery store leaves me alone so I can kind of get in and out. But it's a choice, right? Because <laughs> otherwise everybody wants to talk to me and sometimes I just don't have time for that. But it's really a choice. And when you start to realize that you're actually in control of that, that you actually have a say, then you can use it to your advantage, Right. So if I'm going to a speaking event, then I turn it on. Right. And then I'm like the juiciest energy. I'm going to permeate. I'm going to permeate the 75 people in this audience. Right. I'm going to like what energy, space and consciousness can I be to have everybody in the room have more of them? I love that so much. And then it becomes this fun game. Right. It's like a total fun game. Like every day is a game. Mm-hmm. full of magic and awesomeness exactly I, and I think if we're I, this is a saying that I've had it's like um, a, a mentor of mine said you can always tell the caliber of a person by the size of the messes they make and it's like when you have a lot of creative energy and you're like using it against you you can you can repel <laughs> I, I mean I've done that I've gone into a room and felt like I had leprosy when I'm in negative energy and like, but most of my friends would say that I'm the life of the party. Like, oh, Megan's here. The party can start, you know, and like I naturally I can actually make a party happen or I can crash it. <laughs> and it really is my choice of of what do I choose to create? Um, what questions am I asking? Where is where am I focused? And that will determine the outcome, you know, every time. Yep. It, it, exactly. And that's the thing is like when we let other people's heaviness right, affect us and we're like, oh, well, so-and-so is in a bad mood and now I'm in a bad mood. It's like you're basically saying I have no say here. I am totally the victim to what's going on in the world, this person's energy, a bad networking event, I got slimed. And you're not acknowledging that you're way greater than that. You actually can have the forbidden fruit, so to speak, of happiness. Yes. Will you choose the forbidden fruit and open up consciousness in you like you've never known before? And uh, you may have to be, you may be cast out and have to put clothes on, but really. (laughs) 
You might be judged. You might be yeah. judged as completely too happy. Yeah. You know, you might be judged for that. <laughs> you might. You totally might. And are you willing to choose it anyway, knowing that you could be judged, right? And that's that's the bottom line is that we 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 I tend to let me talk about me that it's like I'm such a great um uh chameleon that it's like I try to I'm always matching the energy of the people that I'm around and it's like to to try to help them feel safer or better or whatever. But you know, when you try to match somebody's unhappiness so that they feel better then what happens is you just both feel like shit. <laughs> you know, like, are you willing to choose happy when no one else is, when somebody might judge you for it? And because it's your, at the end of the day, it's our life and our energy. What do we want to do with it? Yay, that's a, I love that's it. That's exactly true. <laughs> woo, woo. Exactly true. What if you actually have choice? <laughs> Such a novel concept. Well, I, I want to, yeah. we only have a couple of minutes left. So Corey, I want to talk about how people can get a hold of you or you're coming to Utah, aren't you soon? Yes, I am. I'm coming in two weeks. Woo-woo. I will be in town. I know. So I'm a certified facilitator with Access Consciousness. I've been facilitating for about four years now. And coming to town to do a BARS Foundation and Level 1. They're the core classes of Access Consciousness. It's basically where you learn these tools. So there's, there's I don't even know how many tools we give because the, there's so many. But the basic tools for, like, how to actually create your life the way you would like it. Like designing your life for for a life that you would love to be living. A life worth living for you. And we go in and we clear a ton of belief systems that are not working for you that you may have never been able to get rid of before. And that's actually one of my specialties and, and how these tools work, as you guys know, is that it clears stuff that you've been working on for a long time. And the stuff that you've paid therapists to change that hasn't changed, that you've tried to overcome, that you've tried to get through, that you've tried to stuff in the closet, that you've decided you just have to deal with, these tools will actually change that stuff. So what I love about this class is that people leave and they're like, oh, my God, I'm more of me. I'm happier. And I have tools of, like, things that I can choose in any moment to change any energy. So um, it's next week. No, two weeks from now. It's the – I know there's people listening later. August 19th through the 23rd, which is a Wednesday through a Sunday. And I also have an intro class. So if you're in Salt Lake City – then on Monday the 17th, I have a little intro class, and it's all about doing really awesome deep clearings on have secrets to have money and happiness. And that's mm-hmm. at 7 p.m. So you can visit. Thank you for the listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. Megan and Suzanne will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A to Zen FM. Be sure to tune in for more tips on how to live in the land of and and claim your marvelous, magical life.